Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But the days of searching the shelves for hidden gems and overlooked call classics is never ending. Join us while we drown in a sea of streaming options and ask the question, what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank. I'm Scott. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm still... I'm still waiting for the day when they're like, yeah, gluten allergy's not real. Well, the, the doctor that uh, did all that gluten research, he retracted that after a while. Did he? Yeah, he was like, oh, it's not that. It's, it's well, this. I he saw was people like, that still, are like... There's celiac people out there, but they can't even be in the room with a loaf of bread, you know? Yeah, and I understand that, but the whole gluten gluten allergy... Oh, I'm, yeah. I don't I'm on it. the fence about it, and I don't mean to sound like I'm, you know, completely uneducated on the topic, but everything that I've looked into, it's like, well, that seems kind of sketch. I fully don't believe in it. I, it's like, uh, do you remember when the water was bad here? They had the flood north of Austin, and they were like, the water has some sort of like amoeba, or like it might have something in was it. Was it like an extended water boil notice? Yeah, it was like a, a month long, like water boil that notice. That sounds familiar. And I coming into work, there were guys who worked at the water treatment plant, and they were like, the water's not bad yet. Like they were like, it's still not bad. And then when they lifted the boil notice, they were like, it never got bad. So no. there wasn't anything wrong with our water. It wasn't actually bad. The entire time. But people would come in and they'd get so defensive about it. No, I can taste it. <laughs> I haven't taken a shower in a week. Yeah, that's fucking in your head, dude. No, and I bring up the gluten thing and they're like, oh, but you know it is real though, right? But you know it is real though, right? I, I don't know like, that it's real. Yeah. It, the way I think of it is like this. You know those magic eye pictures? Yeah. I've never seen one of those magic eye things in my entire life. I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't so see it. So I don't really believe anybody can see those. <laughs> I believe you're lying because it's peer pressure. And you you just like you're you've stuck to like I've been telling people my whole life I can see these magic eye posters <laughs> and I don't believe you can. It's a schooner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that tied in the break watched Mall Rats yeah. again recently. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like my go-to thing with stuff like that is like you can't prove it's my Rene Descartes head in a jar matrix thing is you can't prove to me that you can see the fucking sailboat. So I, I think it's a trick. It's Emperor's new clothes, you know. Yeah, I'll respect a vegetarian's choice. They've been established long enough now to where at least I'll respect the choice. Sure, and I'll poke holes in them if you're annoying. Do you know all the deer that lay down in cornfields? <laughs> <laughs> At work, you know, I set up some of these food events sometimes. Guys, not everywhere has a gluten-free option. A lot of places do now, almost everyone, but there's still places without a gluten-free option. Yeah, because this has been happening for what? It's probably 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. Gluten, fucking gluten and I just what it was still it? makes me mad though. <laughs> well, I just always bring up to them. I'm like, were you on the Atkins diet too? <laughs> yeah, because Doctor Atkins had a heart attack and died. Yeah, so, eh. yeah. No, all kinds of heart trouble yeah. with that. Oh, that one, goes right? all the way back to the Bill Hicks, the doing jokes about Jim Fix, the guy who used to write uh, books about jogging, and then he fucking died while jogging. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Show me the data. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's what they say to me at work all the time. Show me the data. Like, what does that mean? I uh, I brought a problem to your attention. Show me the data. Well, I've got a couple emails. And just show me the data. Fucking. All right, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a ton of shit this week. So much stuff. Yeah. I went and saw a movie in a movie theater for the first time in years. It was the best movie I've seen in a theater in years. Did the scene from Outbreak pop into your head with the germs flying through the air when people cough or laugh or sneeze? No, uh, Kelly did want to stand up in the movie theater and be like, who has COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get I a like, show Is hands? that like screaming fire in a movie theater now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, My weirdness about it went away relatively quickly and I got lost in seeing a movie for the first time. I forgot how much I liked it. I go a certain amount of time without going and seeing a movie in a movie theater and I think I don't need it anymore. Like, we we could do without this. Mm -hmm. Just release everything on HBO. But yeah, there's something about seeing a movie in a movie theater that's special. Yeah. Uh, but I saw everything everywhere all at once, which was amazing. It had a short round from uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, really? Yeah. He's been like a martial arts choreographer ever since, but uh, he's never in anything anymore. Well, he, because was he the same kid that was in the Goonies? Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. What was it? Radio? Uh, Radio. Cuba Gooding Jr. Ed Harris? Not, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> I want to say a bunch of Tropic Thunder lines now, and I can't. <laughs> We're not at a time where I'm supposed to do that anymore. Yeah, Raised don't get in into the 90s. It. I want to say the R word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just impulse. But he was great. And uh, Michelle Yao was fucking great. It was a really, really 
It was like John Dies at the End with martial arts. That's very cool. You're going to love it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Awesome. Yeah, you're really going to like that movie. It's it's, it's <laughs> our kind of movie. I'm having trouble. It's one of those titles I can't lock in in my brain. Yeah, I, same. I kept being like, everything's something or other. Yeah, but it the makes movie me feel like an idiot because you've, you've told me about it several times and I still can't lock in on that title and just spit the words out without... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like... Is there a giant meat man in it? No, but there are hot dog fingers. <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? Freddy got figured as underrated. I love that. I movie. really liked it. Rip Torn was fucking great. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, going to work at a cheese sandwich shop. Yeah, did you get a LeBaron, Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> I only see one LeBaron, Freddy. <laughs> No, that's a great, horrible movie. (laughs) That is a great, horrible movie. It's awesome. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. That's, oh, man. (laughs) Other than that, I I just watched a, uh, I saw Windfall, which got horrible fucking reviews on Netflix. It's uh, Jason Segel and Kirsten Dunst. Husband, who I black out his name for some reason. Haven't checked that one out yet. It's a home invasion movie. Oh, but that's where I've seen it. I've read the thing. Yeah, kind of co- yeah. kind of quiet and slow, but I could see why people were like, well, I wanted something else. But I liked it. It felt like an older movie. Yeah. I, I assume it was made during quarantine because there were four people in the whole movie. Oh. But I really liked it. Jason Siegel was good. Nice twist to the home invasion movie. It wasn't like funny games home invasion movie. Wait, Jason Siegel was the one doing the invading. Yeah. I started it. I passed out. Not I because it wasn't good. If you watched just, it late, I, yeah, it I was would very late. Just that opening too. was very slow. Yes, I need to yeah. go back and restart it because I I'll have to rewatch it just to get everything in alignment. You know, lined I, up. And I liked it. It was one of those things where like I could have seen Paul Newman doing that, being Jason Siegel's character. Okay, and it being like I kept kind of picturing that through the whole movie, like that cool hand Luke kind of character. Yeah, and also would they have made it older? You know, it would have been exactly the same movie if Paul Newman had made it in his when day. You, yeah, when you said that, I picture like even 70s you know if it was real grainy no i was was thinking like even like earlier than that movie like it had that sort of tone to it it was much more uh violent and gratuitous with the language i i think it had that sort of quality that a an old paul newman movie has it even sort of i'm sure that's what they were going for it had (laughs) it was stylized like that but he did a good job of it i'll have to go back and check it out i wasn't against it like i said i had nothing i was just tired yeah like it was probably stupid it was probably something i started like one o'clock on a work night yeah and then i finally watched the rental that fucked me up that last frame of the movie really (laughs) fucks with you man i am a little afraid to go to an airbnb now well i'd read stories like that you know things going on at airbnbs like owners hiding cameras sketchy shit happening just in general he capitalized on that fear in the best way yeah and it hadn't been done before it's the same kind of movie you've seen before but it had different enough good cast like lip, 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 lip from Shameless. Yeah, lip was good. I have I mean, trouble letting go, lip. but it, I, I looked past it. I made it past it. I feel I, like I've watched that movie two him... or three times now. Oh no, shit. Yeah. Wow. Because I wanted to go back and see. Oh well, did I miss anything else leading up to them discovering what's going on? Yeah. Well, part of the reason I wanted to watch it was I was like, I kind of put this one off. I kind of thought I knew what it was, but Frank has watched it twice because I knew you'd watched it at least two. Yeah, times. it's been at least two or three times. And I don't. It's just one of those I could put on and vibe with if I was just looking to chill, watch a little bit of it, go to sleep, and then I'd end up finishing it whenever. No hurry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's because I'd already seen it. It was just. It was good. Fantastic. I hadn't seen a movie like that in a while. Yeah. Way to go, little Franco. Yeah. The last time I was that sort of excited about a horror movie was, uh, and we may do it on here one day. I'd like to rewatch Malignant because that caught me way off guard. And a horror movie hasn't really done that in a long time. Where I was like, this is not something I've seen I before. I didn't expect what Malignant was. It was crazy. It was it, like a superhero and movie. Then exact, I think I texted you. I was like, at one point, man, it gets batshit crazy. You know, everything just gets wacky as fuck. Such a like simple special effect, too. Yeah. I was not expecting that it was it got so dark and then it was that creepy and then the gory you know weird yeah <laughs> I think I it, had mo- it had moments in it where i was like no fucking way this is gonna happen and then it would it would <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, actually the movie we're doing today god bless america the girl chloe who is the first person they kill or joel murray kills in this movie is uh the younger version of her in malignant Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was where I recognized her from. I didn't put it together. <clears throat> yeah, it was a weird one. You watched the correspondence dinner? 
I didn't watch it. I've seen a ton of highlights. You know, I don't not like following the <laughs> one week until the correspondence dinner. You know, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. But all well, of you sudden, sent me like things that you'd thought of to talk about this week, and correspondence dinner was on there, and I was like, well, what? it's just the his. Fuck? No, his every it, all of his material was great, and then some of Biden's jokes were even you know. He said something along the lines of like, I don't know who this Brandon guy is, but he seems to be doing a great job. <laughs> uh, no, it was just entertaining, you know, and it's yeah. like, like I said, the last guy, you know, he never showed up. And I mean, there was good stuff. I just was know. there good stuff. I don't even remember paying attention. I think there were there were things, you know, like, it, you know, they kept the, the comedic side of it up. But, you know, it, with it being Trevor Noah and then a president that I don't mind, it's it's like this is funny again. Yeah. You know, like, like for a, four years, I was just like blacked out something bad is going to happen and then when something bad finally happened i, I came to and i couldn't come i couldn't go to the store anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah like wait what does that sticker stand for <laughs> yeah. well you know you just drive around it's like wait what's that on their back window like wait is that a bad thing <laughs> I fucking oh um, my god yeah and what else happened this week oh you, you also sent me a thing that said fast food has gone downhill <laughs> <laughs> what's that mean Okay, so fast food has gone down. You know, there's a lot of things going on with, you know, a living wage, lots of turnover in the fast food industry. I've heard stories, you know, about like how shitty it's gotten. Fast food was always fast food, but now nobody gives a fuck at all because the people that did stick around, they're just, they're pissed off. Even yeah, and more. I worked in food service the first 10 years of my adult life, and I left the job I had working for a grocery store chain at the beginning of the pandemic because I was like, this is fucking going to be slavery. <laughs> like where they're going to call us essential workers. I saw it day one, March 17th, when they let all the bartenders go home <laughs> was, I was like, Oh my God, we're fucked. Uh, we're good. They're going to pretend like, Oh, we need you. And they're like, well then fucking pay me more. Yeah, no. Well, and I've been work from home and I'm just now going back into the office for, I've gained a little bit of weight. Yeah. I'm a little out of shape, but I really didn't eat that much fast food during that time. I've had, like, I've stopped none. by some places. I'm not going to name any, but I've just gone to a couple places the last few weeks. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. It's a shit show. I yeah. mean, the lines are ridiculous. The food looks like like trash yeah. you know and i get it i completely get it i've been pissed off about what i've been making and and when you're there in that field right now with everything going on yeah and the I way prices imagine. are going up the way they are right now people are pissed and it's showing in their work and so you go to these fast food places and it, it just sucks ass i mean you, I, you have to think that the ones that have been there the whole time through the pandemic too yeah have been living like just this level of stress every day. Because oh, working yeah. in food service already, your stress level is so high. And they're getting all the fucked. Time. They're getting no time off. You know, they're not getting raises. Yeah. You know, the schedules are fucking horrible. You see all these videos on social media, whole crews are leaving stores unattended. They're just like, nah, we're out. Good for them. Yeah. I don't blame them whatsoever. And it's like, God, my food just looks like shit. Like, this is the completely wrong order. You know, like I'm mad, but I'm not mad at them. Yeah. But it's just mad at the concept. Yeah. And it's just such a bad experience because. <laughs> Shouldn't be eating that much fast food anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a little thick around the midsection. Was that even like a normal, the, the times we've gone to like a normal sit down restaurant, we've like been there with somebody who was like getting irritated that their drink was empty and yeah. it hadn't been filled up again. No, and and you I can't get take so that defensive about it. Yeah, you can't. And don't be a dick about it. You know, like I'm not going to go in there and bitch at the crew that's on staff. It's not their fault. I'm just saying it. <laughs> They're pissed. the The level of qualities dropped even more for fast food chains from what I've I've seen I've had in my hands. Yeah, and I know what I said during the SLC Punk episode about how Tyler Durden was a bad guy in Fight Club, but that's where I start to swing back the other way, and I'm like, mm, fucking, I've been making your food. I like I worked in food service for over 15 years. People talked down to me. They were so like I learned to let it not make me angry. And not take it home. Even in an office job, like Karen at the office is such an asshole. And she like really got to me today. And then you go home and you tell your wife about it. And then you stress your wife out when you're doing it. You relive the experience. And Karen isn't thinking about you. No. Don't let Karen win. I've let Karen win. <laughs> me too. But, you know, I, I feel like I made... I made reasonable safeguards against it, but I can't imagine how you, any of those would have held up during the pandemic. No, no. And so, like I said, you know, I don't blame it on the crew. 
it's this whole crazy situation that everybody's in but yeah uh, leave those people alone just don't go out to eat you know if if it makes you mad yeah if you're gonna be one of those people who, who decides to talk shit or gets real you know shitty in general about it don't don't be that guy yeah those people aren't here to serve you the, and you're not doing them a favor by eating there or anything like that you just you're just being a dick yeah because those people don't want to work there you know, no one's like, I'm going to be a waitress forever. And like, hopefully anybody listening to us will understand that. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we, I think so. we shouldn't have to break this down to too much, you know? Yeah. Especially, uh, oh, tip your server. Speaking of which video store clerks, uh, there's a, a blockbuster TV show coming out with Shh. Melissa Fumero and, uh, Randall Park. What are they going to do? I don't know. I don't know what network it's on. I imagine NBC or maybe fox really? i don't know so it's gonna it's gonna be in a different oh, time it's a netflix series that's what it is it's gonna be in a certain it's the 90s yeah shut up yeah they're holding dvds in the thing so i, I guess you could say early 2000s but, yeah and weird casting so that worries me a little bit you anybody know? that i know in it uh it, melissa fumero was in brooklyn 99 she's the love interest of andy sandberg yeah see i did i like andy sandberg i, I just i never watched brooklyn 99 i love michael sure i fucking love michael sure yeah, Office, Michael Schur, created uh, Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you like Michael Schur. <laughs> <laughs> I like Michael Schur. I just don't know. Did you watch I The did. Good Place? I did. Olympia watched The Good Place. So, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I watched it from uh, a distance. Favorite sitcom ever, I think. No, I could always just sit down and watch it. It's basically lost if it was a sitcom. My friend pointed that out to me. It's the same sort of like high concept philosophy. Because at one point there's that twist. Where it... Sort of. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm lost, talking about. You yeah, mean? yeah, sort of, but uh, it, it's like the twist is there always. It was, you know, but when they start to acknowledge it, yeah, yeah, it, it's a great show. Spoiler <laughs> alert: if you haven't watched The Good Place, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> it's been years. <laughs> Do it before it gets snatched back by Peacock or something like that, and put behind a paywall that you aren't already paying. <laughs> hey, I did notice the big red clock is not ticking. Oh fuck me. That's what she said. But uh, so well, let's just let's get into fucking God bless America, because I think this is going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. There are not a ton of people in it. It was directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Frank, give us a summary. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, Frank, no relation, played by Joel Murray. He's a divorced dad with an ungrateful daughter. He's got migraines, suffers insomnia. He lies awake flipping through cruel reality TV, fantasizing about killing his neighbors, screaming baby and wondering when America became so rude and mean. Um, you know, on the day he loses his job for sending a receptionist who had a bad day flowers, he finds out he has an inoperable brain tumor. So, you know, this guy just lost his job, thought he had something going with the receptionist who reports him for the sexual harassment. And I love the way how she's like, he's like, can I get my book back? <laughs> oh, yeah, because he lent her, he, he her a book at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so he gets fired. Same day he finds out he's got this brain tumor that he can do nothing about. So Frank steals a fast car and drives to Virginia Beach where he guns down a bratty, spoiled rich chick who was on a reality TV show. Uh, her name's Chloe. At that point at the high school where this little bratty chick goes, he meets Roxy, played by Tara Lynn Barr. Uh, they become Fucking sort of amazing. Yeah, they become, uh, in a sense, uh, in a weird sense of Bonnie and Clyde. And they even make that reference. Yeah, they wear the clothes because they go to the thrift they store. They go to a thrift store and they pick out uh, Bonnie and Clyde clothing. Yeah, they really do with the hat and the, the and then like I, an old man sweater. I, I did love the outfits because she goes in there wearing that dress that was just <laughs> for like... It kind of reminded me of Warren Beatty, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so... um. Roxy, the young girl who's with him, I mean, he he met her in a high school parking lot. She went to school with the girl that he just killed in the parking lot for being this yeah, reality. Yeah, she gets stoked. Yeah, she's super hyped. She's like, did you just kill Chloe? And he's like, yeah, she's like, fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, she's either psychotic or just an average 16-year-old girl. It, it really is hard to tell. Well, you know, it, I, yeah, and I, I heard an interview with Bobcat Goldthwait where he literally said that he read some sort of psychology thing about how being a 16-year-old girl is much like feeling like a spree shooter. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking brilliant. That's man. a great comparison. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know what it's like to be a 16-year-old girl, but it fascinates me. I kind of feel like I know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I can connect with that. I connected with both of these characters. <laughs> 
well, so they meet each other. It's this real crazy duo. Um, you know, what follows is the sweetest cross-country murder spree in film history. It really is. Targeting everyone from Bill O'Reilly-type news hosts to Westboro Baptist-type protesters to people that answer their phones in movies. You know, the loud talkers, the ones who don't turn off, the, the ones who respond to texts or phone calls oh, in movie and theaters. I love when those people get theirs. That's why I love the Alamo Draft House. Alamo yeah. Draft House, I love you. Alamo Draft House will get on your ass about being on the phone or talking too loudly. They don't play games. They'll kick you the fuck out and ban you for life. I love it. They don't give a shit. They're like, no, you fucked up during the movie. You weren't respectful of others. You're out. You're gone. Yeah, no, I've and been, no refund. I've been to other movie theaters since Alamo has become the dominant thing in Austin. Mm -hmm. And fuck that shit, man. Don't yeah. ever go to a dollar theater. There, someone's going to change a diaper in there, man. You know they are. Yeah, dollar theaters now are just scary. We used to go a lot when I was a kid because we didn't have a lot of money, and so that's what we, we did, the, the dollar movies, and even then it was it was sketchy. Yeah, and that's one of those things like, have you ever gone to when they give out the free tickets for a movie? They know the movie sucks. Oh. And not, so they I give did. out the free screening. I don't even think I've done passes. it. Well, when I worked... Uh, in the Arboretum, mm -hmm. which I'm still not certain what an Arboretum is, but I worked in one. <laughs> the, they it would, sounds like it has class. Well, they would bring those like Regal Cinemas screening things, and it was always for shit that was going to fail. <laughs> you know, they never did critic screenings of this because they know it's not good. The worst people go to a free movie. Pay for your movie. Desperado were the one tickets that I won on the radio when I was a kid, like teenager. Oh, really? De yeah. Desperado. <laughs> no, not Desperado. Yeah, Desperado. Zorro. Uh, sorry. Desperado. The Mask of Zorro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get my movies the across same? there. Yeah. The Mask of Zorro. Because it, was that Catherine Zeta-Jones? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it was Mask of Zorro. Whatever the hell that movie was with Antonio Banderas. Antonio Like Banderas. 97, 98. Yeah. Oh, anywho. <laughs> anywho. <laughs> the shit that comes out of my mouth. Um, you know, so basically they're killing the rude, bad people of the world. And in this movie, there's a lot of them. The satire in this movie is so heavy handed, but the references are amazing. It's in a really Bobcat Goldthwait way. Yeah, it's it's really in your face. Very crude. They shoot a baby with a shotgun in the first five minutes of the movie. But but just to wrap up the summer, you know, this this whole thing leads to like. You know, this whole blaze of glory at the taping of American Superstar. Which is like American Idol. Which is like American Idol. Because it's just, it is it is what it is. And I think that was the genesis of this movie in a big, big bad way. And do you do you remember the William Hung thing? What which what thing? First season of American Idol. He was the contestant that did really bad. Everybody made <gasps> yes. fun of him and they brought him back for the season yes. finale to do a song. That's right. And, to, and he never knew anyone was making fun of him. And I can't fucking stand this shit. This has always been what I don't like about reality TV is how fucking cruel we are to people. Do you remember the swan? Oh, yeah. They oh. they would give those women plastic surgery, like cosmetic dental surgery, all these surgeries in a course of a couple days, couple weeks to transform them into a more beautiful human being. Yeah, and this movie came that out in 2011. Sick. So like so much has happened. A, since a lot this of what movie. we're gonna talk about during this episode is going to ring very true to you now. And it's because we're in it. We're in what he was kind of warning you about at the beginning of it. And it's the same shit. That, you know, Ray Bradbury was trying to tell you about when he wrote Fahrenheit 451. Mm -hmm. He was like worried about the dangers of TV. Everybody else saw his thing as censorship. He got real mad about it. Yada, yada, yada. I hate uh, to bring it up, but idiocracy. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure. I'm sorry. That one gets thrown in a lot in these discussions, but it's that same thing. I know. It's not even that good. This this really foretold what was coming because it had the Bill O'Reilly archetype. And that was happening. Mid, it's mid Obama presidency. Yeah, there was a, if anybody's ever seen it, there was a show on Oxygen, I think it was called Bad Girls Club. Oh, they would just put the most ratchet chicks in the world in this house. And uh, I'm not going to lie. We would throw it on every now and then to laugh at it just because it was so nuts. And these chicks were so trashy. They were like, we're going to win this game. And they, but there was no game. Like, but, yeah. that's what was, but this is trash TV at its finest. Oh, you know, sure. and we're talking way past Jerry Springer. This is today's trash TV. Yeah, just God, the, I forgot about Jerry Springer. Yeah, this is the new trash TV. This is the this is just pointless nonsense. But sometimes you just can't turn away from the massacre. Like it's in like front a car accident. I don't think this movie exempts anyone from anything. No, I don't think it's like preachy in a way where he 
is like I'm not also I'm also guilty of these things. We're all guilty of these things. Well, yeah, there's the scene where they confront the guy who's like a Bill O'Reilly type and he straight tells him, I don't even disagree with everything you say, which and, you know, you could kind of see that in the character because at one point they reference he was ex-military. Did you see that Uh when he got the gun out of the out of his case? Yeah, as heavy handed as it was, it was very subtle with some of the characters. Yeah, there were little things, you know, he, he pulls that similar to an infantry patch out of the box or airborne patch or whatever it's just like and my wife used to work for william murray apparel and so i've been fortunate enough to go out drinking with joel (laughs) and we went like bar hop and he stuck with me and kelly all night he was really cool this was the first movie i told him when you walk up to to a celebrity you always like say something that you really like and i held it back for a little while but we were walking from one bar to another and i was like i loved god bless america and he got this like weird little smile about it and i really (laughs) like i was like Oh man, he did too. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that was a lot they of fun to make. Bobcat Goldthwait, yeah. like all those guys, because he directed Jimmy Kimmel for years. He's directed most of the stand-up specials you've seen, episodes of the Chappelle Show. He's very straightforward director. There's not a lot of like filmmaking in this movie. It's, it runs like a straight comedy, but I don't think that there are any jokes in this entire movie. Like not any real jokes. What's funny about it is the violence. Yeah, you know. Oh, except for Goodnight Juno. Oh, yeah. And I, I watched an interview with him about that. That was what he got in trouble for. Was the Juno? Movie. Oh, yeah. the Diablo Cody. Diablo Cody. And so everyone was fucking mad about that. Yeah. Because that was at that time, like, yeah, God. And Diablo Cody's fine. She redeemed herself with Jennifer's body, as far as I'm concerned, because the gull it took to write some of that dialogue. Yeah, it just was amazing to me. Well, and it's the whole like the core of the movie is he's fed up with the rudeness, the ass hattery that's going on in the world today. He's done with it. He had a horrible fucking day. He gets fired, finds out he's got a brain tumor. So he's decided to start taking out the rude and bad people in the world. It's not focused on one kind of person. It's just this is a movie about kindness that is the <laughs> most violent it could possibly be. It's just about being kind. And I agree. I th- that's what I get mad about all the time is just we're not nice to each other. People common courtesy has gone out the window, man. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about everybody. You you do meet good people. You do see it here and there. But the other side of that is what you see more often. And I think that's a large part of the problem in our country right now is we're so fucking mean to each other. And I don't care if you don't believe what i believe or you're locked into this thing i know that the the trump verse is it's like pro wrestling to those guys yeah. you know they're excited about all of it getting hyped yeah it's all J- about the show jordan klepper's like a, a wrestling character to them he's the bad guy that comes but he's always there he's always at all the trump rallies <laughs> you know but at the same time like when we're, we're actually discussing these sort of things with people we disagree with we're fucking like left right center i don't care we're being rude to each other and i don't i don't think that's okay and i think that was what he was getting at with that i do agree with some of the things you say yeah it's just you're fucking rude about it man mm-hmm. yeah Why you do don't you have, have to be, be so mean so fucking mean to everyone yeah. and it's as simple as it is that's the point bobcat goldthwaite is such a like kind of lovable old old man now <laughs> you know when you see him with his little goatee and his hat <laughs> Like, it's not the same Bobcat Goldthwait, but the sense of humor thing is still there. I remember being a little kid and seeing a, a Bobcat Goldthwait stand-up special uh-huh. on Comedy Central, and he, like, read a Dear John letter and then, like, started crying. And then he was, was like, my wife is so fat. <laughs> like, that was the punchline. And everyone said, how fat is she? And he was like, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> No, so dark. It was dark. A baby gets blasted with a shotgun the first five minutes. Oh my god, I love that opening scene. It's yeah, he's fantasizing about just destroying the neighbors. They don't give a shit that the walls are thin yeah, in the apartments. You, you had me a dead baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I'd started this before and got and did, just didn't get a chance to finish it. So I, I didn't remember that whatsoever. And I know damn well I made it past that point. I didn't remember it. I'm like, how do you not remember? You yeah, know, that the, one really stuck in my head. But then there's the movie theater massacre. Yeah. Oh, and know. they let the one girl go. Yeah, he let the one girl go because she was not rude and tried to get the friends to stop. Yeah, and they even made a Charles Whitman reference. The UT you know, Tower with the. You know, because he had a brain tumor Mm -hmm. and he wrote that note about, please figure out what was wrong with me so it doesn't happen to somebody else. I thought that that like loaded Joel Murray's character. I feel weird about calling him Frank (laughs) because you've been the only Frank I've ever had. I'm the only Frank a lot of people have ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was spot on. The satire is, I I just want to say heavy handed one more time. I won't say it again, but I just don't know how else to explain. It's, 
it's in your face. He wants you to really feel that this is shit. Everything right now is shit. Yeah, we're all watching a bunch of nonsense. We're losing our morals. And you know, if you don't give a fuck about your morals, fuck it. But when you're out in public, don't piss on somebody else's foot. Kind of a thing for sure. Just go down the hill, buddy. Piss off the sidewalk. Terrilyn Barr. I wanted to know where he found her. She was perfect for that part. Oh my god, she was a Disney Channel kid. She was a Disney Channel. Yeah, kid? she was. On, I looked it up. She was on uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh, that's Drake fucking and awesome. Josh. Uh, just a few episodes here and there, but, but still Disney Channel kid. Yeah, well, I feel like all those kids are like old Hollywood. You know how old Hollywood like MGM had their actors and like Paramount had their actors. Are there not a Disney Channel kids anymore? The, I'm I'm sure, sure there, there are. are. Who knows? It's off my radar. Yeah, you know, it'll uh, be back on your radar any day now. Yeah, but, <laughs> I'll be caught up here in a couple years. <laughs> Mad props for like still being a teenager, Disney Channel start and going just headlong into this because this is next. It was like Disney Channel, Disney Channel, Disney Channel. God bless America. She's in casual. She's been in a couple other things here and there, small bit parts and stuff. Making like her that. way up the ranks. But man, yeah. And she's fucking adorable in this movie. So like yeah. cheerful and smiley. And but like you mentioned, she's got that psychotic touch. That, she has that, a twinkle. The touch of crazy. You know, yeah. just enough of the sprinkle on there. I was so fucking into the pairing of this. Because Joel also, like I said, super nice guy in person, really got along with him. Didn't feel like a celebrity, especially, you know, his brother is. <laughs> his brother's terrifying if it was played by anyone else i don't know if it would have had the empathy the way it did because you felt like he was what would you the everyman sort of the everyman but not in a tom sizemore kind of way in the more old-fashioned sense almost because he had the morals the thing i kept thinking through this whole movie was and it's still happening today we're nostalgic for a time that never happened every generation is nostalgic for a time that never fucking existed man you remember things being better at a certain point but how much better were they really you change things the more you think about them but you had an ideal of what you wanted this time to be and then you you create that. I talk about that all the time because that's what storytelling is. The story we tell ourselves is the biggest one. Oh, yeah. No, my thin candy shell is thick. <laughs> Let's put it that way. No. Yeah, at this point, I'm a fucking Skittle. That was a very good point because, you know, there's things in my life. I've, I have this recollection and then you kind of revisit it and see what it really is. And you're like, oh, it's not quite exactly what I remembered this whole time. Yeah. I thought it was interesting to uh, the movie they go see is a documentary about the Vietnam. Uh, my lay or I don't know how mm-hmm. to pronounce the word, the Vietnamese word. But uh, the assholes talking theater. Did this really happen? <laughs> yeah. But that was like I remember reading about that it was a bunch of americans fucking raped a village basically and then murdered everyone there killed children like that was a big like nixon era thing what i kept thinking about during that part was my idea of the 60s is split into two pieces you know i think of like vietnam protest 60s and summer of love 60s as two different times but they're happening on top of each other Mm -hmm. i think there was a duality to the the characters were just as guilty and i think that fell apart you know later in the movie the part of the movie where they find out that their goal is all fucked up is all good news (laughs) (laughs) he finds out he doesn't have a brain tumor she doesn't come from some fucked up home and that's what shatters the like brings on the dark part of the movie where they kind of go their separate ways before the big ending yeah and that was pretty damn close to the end when you hit that sort of (laughs) yeah and (laughs) i don't even think i kind of don't like it when there's too much like preachy diatribe in a movie you know but these ones they worked really well you know i think the big part of this movie was just the references just Oh, and there were a lot of weird little references, too. I saw on the news ticker there was, like, Libyan terrorists try to steal plutonium. And I was like, is that a Back <laughs> to the, the Future, future reference? reference? Holy fuck. At one point, I, forget, I think he's talking to Roxy or he's talking to somebody. He's like, at one point, the two girls, one cup chicks are going to have a dating show on VH1. And I was like, that is fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> No, like, I'm surprised that's not a thing yet. Like, where are they now? Two girls, one cup. Yeah, when he buys and- the AK-47, there's a straight the line from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. To yeah. mow down every motherfucker in the room. Yep. You know, that whole America, that whole America presence is in the whole movie. I wanted to mention how many times you see the American flag. Oh, a lot. Yeah. And we were at that point, perfect intersection between now and 9-11. Yeah. This is the beginning of what we're now dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I think that the bottom line of that is we're not fucking nice to each other. Even with the stuff with the masks, whether you believe you should still be wearing a mask or it's just a political statement or whether you know that it's not doing anything or... Anything like that. Mind your own fucking business. (laughs) 
You know, that's what being polite is. Everyone who could have been innocent in this movie and got away, they just didn't mind their own fucking business. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Mind your business. And even in life, it's not, I feel like there's nobody there telling you to stay in your lane. Just let's not swerve at people. Yeah, and it, it could be argued that <laughs> more people are telling you to stay in your lane than ever before. It's that oversaturation of that that is, it's not good. Yeah, because yeah. this movie is now over 10 years old. And now we're being mean to people online. We think they're not people. There's people on the other end. Yeah, people are not making oh, more money, derision. but the cost of living has continued to just <laughs> blow through the sky, yeah. you know? So uh, yeah. some of the things they were touching on, like, you know, these idiots that support this and that, you don't even know what you're supporting. You know, like you're putting yourself down most of the time. Those Westboro the, Baptist Church. The Westboro Baptist Church. Ones. Like Those people just want to be famous for being assholes. Uh, like there's there's not much more to it. Than in that. real life, did the, the old guy die off? Did he finally die? Do you know? I think so. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Well, I'm sure somebody took it up. Yeah, it's one of the kids. Scientology, you know. But the Westboro Baptist Church scene was really, really funny. It was. It was good. <laughs> like I said, when they kill people in this movie, it was good spatter. It was. It was nasty. Yeah, it, I got hard pressed to find anyone who it f- would have freaked out. It wasn't Rob Zombie gory. It was. Yeah, this isn't like your gory. George Romero gory. No, there was no stretching skin as they cut people or the gunshots. There was lots of spatter when she fucking gets it in her teeth. Yeah, that one good knife scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the only like I think it was. May have been the only stabbing in the movie. It was the only stabbing. What there was Chloe's parents. Yeah, there was one uh what like power cord around the neck strangle scene yeah he did a good job of uh finding the thing i was about to think about and i was like yeah but it's her parents that did that to her and then they go kill the parents like that's how she baits him into doing it they both just needed a reason and they kind of push each other along when the reasons fall apart they still go for it i loved that ending the ending is just it's oh it's so good it's so good i don't i don't want to say it with this one, I hope I'm putting little things up about what episode we're doing next. I, I hope you watched this one. And if you didn't go watch it, it's great. The other people in the movie, it's a lot of you don't know these. The They're names. All, a lot of them are in Bobcat Goldthwaite movies like uh, World's Greatest Dad. One of Robin Williams finest performances, if you ask me. Goodwill Hunting's whatever. <laughs> I have a lot to say about Goodwill Hunting. You but. know, I've only seen World's Greatest Dad once, and it was back when it first. That was a Hollywood movie for me. We'll hold off for a while, but we might wind you to do that one. Yeah, like it would be a cool one. To... That was one of my video store clerk movies. I watched that when it was a new release. I really like that movie. Robin Williams, just not a lot of people saw that movie, I think. It was a weird time in Robin Williams' career. It was, and he had done something just before that where I was like, ah, you know, I wasn't feeling it all the way. Yeah. And then I didn't know what the hell this movie was about, but the- they were best friends. Bobcat Goldthwait and Rob Williams. Uh, I, I, I tried to find interviews about this movie, and he doesn't really talk about it a whole lot. I found a lot of interviews about him talking about his friendship with Rob Williams after he died, and it, man, it makes me really Can you imagine sad. how hard they partied together? Those must have been oh some wild God, nights, back man. Back in the 80s? Yeah. I bet there was like some like three, four-day sessions in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was definitely no sleep between those two at times. I'm sure those were like some crazy nights, man. Did you see Sleeping Dogs Lie, his other movie? No. It centers around uh, a woman who gave a dog a blowjob and like relationship. But it's it's largely about being honest with your significant other and what level of that is okay. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so I'm not going to find it under the fucking kids tab on Netflix. No, it was my kind of movie, though. (laughs) Bobcat Goldthwait is my kind of person. I read some of the reviews on this. Oh, really? I didn't read any of it. Uh, yeah, I, feel, I didn't care for him. I felt I felt what I felt. I feel like there was a lot of negativity there because they there was a lot of uh, it wasn't a quality film. Like I kept seeing things about quality or the satire was just too much. And like I've said, it, it, it was it was intense. It was just very blunt. But well, I'd say that's what I like about Bobcat Goldthwaite movies is he's not making them for you. He's making them for him. And that's why they're good and honest. And uh, all the other people in it, Toby Huss was like one of the guys that killed in the movie theater because he's taking a that's, video that's of him. That's his name. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, also in the <laughs> rental. Yeah, Toby Huss. I love Toby Huss. Strongest man the world. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know that he was Arnie? Oh, Pete and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is Arnie. That's the most. Because you see him in like these small parts in movies, but I forget that's that that's where Arnie. Toby Huss came from in our oh, heads. Oh, yeah. man. Pete and Pete. Yeah, he was Arnie. Pete and Pete was so above its age group but so nickelodeon at that time yeah i mean that was during the time ren and stimpy made it so why not have like you know this kind of like existential dread of teenagers kind of thing uh, yeah and like this it was such an indie show 
you know, like that shit was just, yeah. But every episode was a fucking the hammer. mom with the metal plate in her head, uh huh, and just she was just out of her fucking mind, bonkers. Sometimes, yeah. Some of those episodes really stick out in my mind. The episode where little Pete won't go to bed, and the kids are just like trying to stay awake the whole time. The the fact that little Pete has a tattoo, Petunia. Yeah, they uh, never explain kid, it. Yeah, they never explain it. It's like <laughs> they didn't, did they? Was it if it was acknowledged, it was lightly acknowledged. If I remember, I own the first, maybe the first two seasons of Pete and Pete mm-hmm. on DVD because they're they're not streaming anywhere those guys have a podcast that's hilarious every now and then i find the song from the intro hilarious that's a good song i'm like that's a good the whole soundtrack was hilarious was it yeah oh you know uh luscious jackson uh naked eye do you remember that song oh my god yeah weird uh i feel like luscious jackson was in an episode of pete and pete they might have been but uh, yeah this this fucking movie i think it was funny because of the concept It, it didn't have any jokes in it it wasn't serious but it was really really funny I laughed a lot. It's nothing that the mainstream is going to pick up on and be like, oh, this movie was brilliant. You no, know? and I think that that's why uh, people didn't see World's Greatest Dad. It, mm-hmm. it had Robin Williams in it. Not at a height of Robin Williams' career or anything like that. But, I mean, it was better Post, than... Post uh, uh, Bicentennial Man Robin Williams. Post One Hour Photo Robin <laughs> Williams. I love One I... Hour Photo. Why doesn't Mark <laughs> Romanic make more movies? Fucking Nine Inch Nails video director of Mark One Romanic. hour photo made me so uncomfortable at times. I, I remember watching it, and again, I just rented it. That you know, I picked it up from a blockbuster. I was like, "One hour Robin Williams movie." You know, this is gonna be crazy. No, that was dark. It was so uncomfortable. Oh, I saw it in the theater. People uh, walked out of that really weirded out. Oh, okay. I thought you said I thought you were gonna go towards just walked out, and I was like, "No, no." But everyone looked kind of shocked. Yeah, to him to play such a creeper. Fuck, it just happened. But he did it so good. Using him for that, it's one of those things like Jim Carrey and uh, Eternal Sunshine. When Jim Carrey's sad, you're fucking sad. Oh, that one where he's like the detective in Sweden or Norway or whatever. I never watched that. Was that good? (sighs) That is Jim Carrey on a different level. It's Yeah, man, that's some dark drama. And he plays this detective that's got his own. He's he's trying to solve this crime, but also has his own demons he's dealing with. It's some dark shit. It was. I would say I'd I'd watch that again. That's Man, that's I, one I would recommend I'm to people for sure. I, I wish I knew the name off the top of my head. Yeah, but. like Truman Show, Jim Carrey, somewhere in between. Will Ferrell, Everything Must Go. Stranger Than Fiction. When those guys are sad, man, you feel it. And when Robin Williams is a bad guy, <laughs> it's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> You know, wasn't he also the bad guy in uh, Insomnia with Al Pacino? Yeah, he was. He was. We didn't need to be remade for Christopher Nolan. That's your one indiscretion as far as I'm concerned. Did Christopher Nolan make Christopher Insomnia? Nolan remade Insomnia. The original is Stellan Skarsgård. It's a... But I didn't know that Christopher Scars Nolan made the from. Al Pacino one. Yeah. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck. That was Mind his blown. first big studio movie. Well, that's cool, though. I mean, you got Robin Williams, Al Pacino. Yeah, good entry point. Who was the female lead? Was it fucking oh, Amanda Peet? Remember. Was it? Part of me feels like it was Amanda Pete. I don't know. I could be wrong. Just that was the first one that popped in my head. I can't remember. I want to say I liked her. Yeah. Whoever Just it was. like the Stellan Skarsgård one. That movie made me fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we visited Alaska a few years ago and Alaska's fucking great. But, you know, the cost of living up there, it's 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 higher. Those you, long days and fucking all the Life vampires. is harder. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Well, no, that's what everybody with the long days, you know, that's like that's a huge thing, man. You really got to commit to just it being bright outside for yeah. so many months out of the year. Yeah. And possibly dark. We did this weird thing where we toured some glaciers. Uh-huh. Um, I almost called them icebergs. <laughs> I remember you telling me you were going to do that. Didn't you eat like way too much of a gummy when you did that? Because uh, <laughs> it's legal. In that Alaska. was on my way home. We were all ballsy like, oh, we're going to take these on the plane. And then the morning we left, I was like, I can't do it. So I just ate them all. <laughs> And then had to take a <laughs> lift to the airport and then fly on a plane back. <laughs> was, oh God! I, I forget how many gun, gummies I slammed, dude. It was not a. It, it, looking it was back, in the I, hundreds of milligrams area. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I was a better man than me. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I fucking curl up in a little ball and be like, "There's something on the wing." <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole thing is, even though I ate them, I'm still nervous at the airport. And I think at one point Olympia was like, "Well, it's legal here," and I was like, "Yeah." And it, but it just sunk in for like two seconds. Then I was like, oh, wait, I'm paranoid again. <laughs> fucking very uncomfortable. She dropped the tickets while we were checking in. And I thought we were going to get tackled by security because she dropped the tickets. I was on another level, man. I was, whoa. But no, Alaska, beautiful place. But yeah, the, that whole daylight thing, that would fuck with me, man. All day. All day, Literally all day. What <laughs> they do have is uh, 
Small towns like Northern Exposure. Oh, Northern Exposure. I right. would love to rewatch that as I watched that. I loved it. As a kid, I probably didn't understand half of what was actually going on. I have season one, maybe season one and two of Northern Exposure, if you want to borrow. Oh, that's cool. I remember um, there was an article in the Austin Chronicle years ago, years, years ago, when that moose passed away, they did an article on the moose, the one from the opening credits. Yeah. That's awesome. It was cool. Somebody thought to write about the moose that was in the opening credits. I just remember they, like, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Joel. Yeah, the main guy. Yeah, he quit and they replaced him with a different actor, but tried to keep the character the no, same. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did that. And they were like, you look different. Like, they made jokes about was it. Was that one of those series where they fucked up the ending? Yeah, that was how they fucked the ending up. Because oh, he wanted more fuck. money, he, like, quit and left, and they were like, fuck you, and replaced him, and the show got canceled after that, because why the fuck would you do that? Just from, make a move or something From like what that. I remember, I wish I Follow could Follow Ed. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> was that the radio guy? No, it was the the... the Native American guy who just yes, wanted, he wanted uh, yes, to be a okay, Yes, yes. Yeah. And no, he is also legit. At first, I thought you were talking about the ra- the DJ guy. who's Oh, uh, yeah, the guy who's in Sex and the City. Yeah, he understood. United States of Terra. I didn't realize United States of Terra was created by Diablo Cody. Yes. I was going to, when we were talking, I meant to mention that earlier because I I feel like I watched that before it was, I feel that's that's more of a cult following, right? United States. Didn't it pick up more after the fact? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was more popular on streaming platforms once and and that one also ended abruptly too didn't it sort of she goes to i think they're taking her to a mental hospital Mm. spoilers i'm sorry (laughs) fuck it i feel like that's part of what we're gonna do this is a 15 year old show you guys yeah if if (laughs) if you you haven't watched united states it's good tony collette's good that's where what's her that's the first time i ever saw captain marvel is that who she is oh brie yeah the least interesting marvel character oh my goodness why can't i remember (laughs) brie fuck how do i know brie larson yeah brie larson yeah Yeah. she's good the room fucked me up i didn't see the room (laughs) it's the one where she's like kidnapped and uh has a son in captivity and he like grows up in the room it's fucked up no whoa yeah not in a fun way True story kind of way. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, no, I got fucked. Uh, I think she may have been nominated for an Oscar for that uh, because that's what we give Oscars to. No, Ellen Page was in a movie um, when I was at the video store. I think it was called American Crime. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was a fucked up movie. Did you see the one with Patrick Wilson where he like lures her to his house? And hard she candy, cuts his dick off. Yeah, hard candy, man. Yeah, spoilers. She cuts oh, his fucking hard candy. dick off. Hard candy was on my staff pick shelf at Hollywood Video. I think I had that on my staff pick shelf. Nice. Too, which uh, is going to put some people off to listening to us now. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that movie was. It was good. They went there. Yeah, they really They did. went there like, hey, you want to fuck around like that? Like, I'm going to trap your ass. Chris Hansen. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> why, why do you have a, si- a six pack of Smirnoff and condoms? I just came to watch movies. When, <laughs> like, when I was in college, one of the what short the story fuck? ideas I had brainstormed that will always stick in my head was I was like, what if it's like to catch a predator, but he gets there and then they fucking rape him. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like just pin him down. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nah, man. And I was like, I don't, I think that's too dark for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd watch that movie. <laughs> um. In current events, somebody tried to tackle Dave Chappelle today. Oh, yeah. On stage. I, I knew something like that was going to happen. Not to Dave Chappelle necessarily, but I knew somebody, Will Smith, was very famous, but he broke the stage line, which comedians probably feel extremely safe up there on stage. That's their stage. He assumed the role of the violent heckler. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. That That is what's fucked up about that. Well, so, I mean, you know, crazy story. Dave Chappelle, this dude runs up on stage, tries to tackle. So many of the articles are like, oh, Dave we Chappelle all tackled on stage. <laughs> yeah, but my whole thing is, like, people, let's be specific. I'm almost certain. You watch, he doesn't get tackled. The guy attempts no, to tackle him. Clickbait lines. And that's that's what this fucking movie Movie's is about. about. It is... ties into this shit. And I noticed, when I sent you my notes, I was like, did you notice how I said attempted tackle? Yeah, because through the whole movie, there's like anytime they kill someone when it pops up on the news it's their own agenda the yeah, media it's their straw man and they they put it up they're and like oh it. oh when uh the bill o'reilly type guy gets killed they're like it, it may have been a sleeper cell you know yeah, and liberal obama <laughs> yeah. sleeper agents and it's like that shit happens every day with this Chappelle thing it's like yeah dave Chappelle tackled on stage like no this guy attempted to form tackle him the fact that he made it up there and almost tackled the man 
Like at that point, you feel like you're kind of you fucked up. You know, like it's like the shoe with old W, the, the shoe thrower. He, he got off the second shoe and that's the president. And you're in a, a, a small room. He got off the second shoe. I I, I'm that. pretty sure the second <laughs> shoe got off. But it's just like that's the secret service in the room. And you got off the second shoe. I'm sure there wasn't a second shoeman. <laughs> we'll have to go back and review the tape. <laughs> but for Chappelle's guys to miss it, I'm sure they were like, damn, you know, we missed him. So when they're beating his ass backstage, they're taking out that extra frustration. But yeah, just, you know, just to point out something that's in the media right now. Yeah. Dave Chappelle tackle on stage. No, he almost went down, but he held, you know, he stayed up. And if you see once, once his dudes are rolling out, he even runs off in that direction behind them and then comes back. Everybody just needs to take a step back, take a deep breath. The things he was, you know, raging against in this movie, they have gotten completely fucking. I told my wife the premise and she was like, that's not you in the movie, okay? Oh, because his name is Frank? <laughs> well, and I just told her, I was like, yeah, he basically loses his job, shit goes down, and then he, you know, why not fucking take out all the rude people? And she's, she just looked at me, and she's like, that's not you. Like, you know that, right? And I'm like, I know. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> I literally, I told my dad that in a conversation, was I was like, I don't understand why you're so concerned about what other people do. You know, uh, I was like, that that's where I fall as far as politics go, is... Uh, every both sides of politics seem to be very concerned about what other people are doing with their lives or whether they're having abortions or anything like that. And mind your own fucking business, you know? Yeah. I thought that's what you wanted was everyone to mind their own business. Stop telling you what to do. So fucking stop. Well, they're telling me what to do. <laughs> that's not always the answer. We could be nicer to each other. Kind. Yeah, no, the way shit ever since asshat was in office and everybody's so fucked up well, that's the thing with the will smith breaking the seal and going up on stage is donald trump did that to everyone everyone now thinks that their opinion fucking matters and it don't it doesn't matter keep it to yourself live your life because does that affect you day to day i used to make a joke that uh my dad i think made the joke originally but i said i repeated it a lot of times if if everyone had to do what my grandfather said to get into heaven he's probably going to be the only one there <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, and i feel like uh what we suffer from as a society is that we all get on a train we all pay to be there and then at the last second someone jumps on the train and rides for free how should you feel about that? It's just a thought experiment. But I think that like the whole Ray Bradbury thing where he, he you know, TV is the problem. And you're like, well, you know, censorship was the problem. It, like, oh, Twitter is the problem. Facebook is the problem. We're the problem because we're not fucking nice to each other. We're not good people. And we're, <laughs> we're mad at that free rider. We're, we're mad at the guy who, ha on, uh, who has a, a podcast or a fucking you know, a popular Instagram account or he makes songs on SoundCloud. So we're going to tell that guy we're going to kill his whole fucking family. Yeah. You know, and you don't think about it because you, you don't think about the fact that that's a person on the other end of that computer. And this is the extreme reaction in the fictional world. And it's so funny. It's yeah, it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's dark. This this is not a like I said, it's not a, a serious movie per se, but it had a, so much heart. It did, and I love the way that they put it in perspective. Yeah, I really liked the the characters. I related to both of them. Frank's character, there's plenty of Franks out there right now. They're on the verge. Is one of them named Frank? <laughs> yeah, I'm not implicating myself by any means, but I'm sure that there are other Franks out there that are just right there at the fucking tipping point. And, you know, me? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm I'm not at, like, that tipping point where shit's going to get crazy and I'm going to go on some spree. Like, no, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but you cut me off and we both make a right and you think I'm following you, mm -hmm. I want you to believe that. Well, like, I've, <laughs> I've told you, like, you know, I'm venturing more out in the world now. Yeah. And if I see something that's just fucking wrong, yeah, I say something out loud. I, I and, and, you know, I know that, you know... I'm a little more confrontational or I'm willing to be confrontational about things. I am too. And my, and my wife is not. Yeah. And that's the thing is now when I'm out in public, like if I see you being an asshole to someone yeah. or if I just see you, you know, like if I see you throw trash on the ground, like I'm going to tell you like, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Pick that shit up. Like we all have to be here. How many times have you been cut off by some guy in a sports car and then fucking when I left your house one day from here to my off. house, Fucking piece of shit, like, swings out in front of two of us, zigzags, like, 10, 20 over, like, swerving back and forth. We get to the light. He's, like, one car in front of us. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> yeah. I told you I had words with him. And I was just like, how fast does the car go? Oh, are you a race car driver? 
oh, let's see how fast it goes. It's like we're all in this together, man. Just be nice. Yeah, and I think the overall like message of The Good Place and this are all the same thing. We're all going to the same place. We're all going to end up at the same fucking stoplights. Yeah. Why the fuck do you have to hey, be a dick? Hey, you want to take your fast car and go fast? Go go to the toll road, man. We're in Texas. Sorry. Jesus, Frank, you look like fuck pie. <laughs> what, what were we even talking about? That was one about? of bars. <laughs> oh, that's right. Lines in the Good movie. One. Jesus, Frank. Yeah. I, wrote, I wrote down so many like quotes from this movie just to say at you. Oh, I don't have one. My favorite one was uh, so Frank's ex-wife. He's got a kid with his ex-wife and she's got a uh, she's engaged and she's oh, she tells him over the phone the day he gets fired and finds out he has a tumor. Oh, uh, Brad and I are getting married, by the way. And he's like, tell Brad when he's down there to smell my balls. All right. I wrote that one down, too. Did you? I I just laughed. My I was like, that's great. Tell him to smell my balls. Yeah. No, no, no. And I also, uh, Roxy says, and I hate adult women that call their tits the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, their lists of things that they hate. That was so good. <laughs> it was so good. But that's another thing. You can tell what Bobcat Goldthwait really doesn't like. There was such emphasis on some of those things in the movie. It's not just that he's mad about it. It's that he thinks it's funny, too. Yeah. This movie really had that yeah. down to a science. And were- also, this was his like third movie at that point. Well, fourth fifth maybe shakes the clown being the first <laughs> so yeah you talked about that and i looked at the cover <laughs> just the cover alone as soon as that camera's off he go fuck that little dog <laughs> it's on one of my lists of things to check yeah. out if i ever get to that spare time adam sandler before he was famous isn't it so, oh uh, one very- of the bar clowns was this older than Airheads? 92, 93. Oh, okay, so older than Airheads. Yeah, yeah, way early. I like me some Airheads. Oh, the doctor in this movie. I, I, we're on a roll with doctors in movies being fucking terrible. There's the doctor misdiagnosis. Oh, him, yeah, the and, whole misdiagnosis. But like, he also calls the car dealership. The car dealership to, calls him. And tells him he's going to rip his dick off. <laughs> yeah, they, he, they don't have the model car available that he test drove and wanted. And he's like, no, fuck that. He's like, he's like, fuck you. I'm going to rip your cock off. No, I'm going to rip that big purple monkey's cock off. Yeah, I feel like we should have peppered some of these funny things into the. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the, no. the, we just portrayed this movie as being a really dark, high concept thing. But that's really what I liked about it. That high concept was really funny. But there was so many like weird little things. Mr. Show cast members, Tom Kinney, who's SpongeBob's voice and uh, Jill Talley was all. Also, they were two of the office workers. Oh, okay. And these okay. Are all people who pop up in Bobcat Goldthwait movies. I think uh, Toby Huss is in World's Greatest Dad. Well, yeah, even his boss, uh, Jeff Pearson. Oh, yeah, from Unhappily Ever After. The guy uh, who plays every police chief ever. Uh, yeah, he's one of those police chief guys. Yeah, nailed yeah, it right there. He's got that voice. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's real deep, and we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> God. And I just think about, oh, Bobcat Goldthwait was the fucking bunny's voice in Unhappily Ever After. So there's that connection. Weird. Yeah. Weird. So random. When he was still doing the Bobcat voice. <laughs> well, I guys, you know, my first thought, I know you keep going to Shakes the Cloud, but Police Academy. I watched yeah, all Shakes those. Yeah, Shakes the Cloud was the first one he wrote. And he wrote and directed. Yeah. yeah. But I think of like him in Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> And you go back to like that first one where he was a punk. Yeah, I think you mentioned his last one, Scrooge. Perfect for that. Or part. the small part in Blow, where he's sampling <laughs> oh, yeah. the product, and he's like, "What?" He's just like counting the purity levels, and he's like, "Can I get some of this?" Yeah, they probably didn't even script that. They yeah. were just like, "Just go back in time." Yeah, I remember this one time when it was like really some bomb well, ass A one shit was sticking up. And... Yeah, you had that real. Yeah, but I, I love the guy. He's hilarious. He's a hidden gem. He's been around our whole lives. Yeah, I'll throw that one. He's a hidden gem. Uh, he's a national treasure, if you ask me. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> what, are, <laughs> what are we doing next time? Next time? Yeah. Did you put names of a movie in a hat? Yeah, I did, bitch. Old school. Oh, gosh. Just fucking pick one and give me the piece of paper. It's going to stress me out. Yep. We're leaving this up to chance. I figure you want me to open it. You gonna open it? No, I'm gonna open okay, it. Okay, you open it. So I figure I I feel like we've done more that I talked about at the beginning, and then you've kind of picked. I up. got the last two. Yeah, you got the last two. So I put in. And I, man, my last one was a dud. I'm sorry. So we have a shared list, and what I did was I picked five movies from that list. Three were yours. Two were mine. Oh my God, Armageddon. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going Michael Bay. <laughs> I've never seen Armageddon. That's why it's in there. Scott's never seen Armageddon. When I was in, I was probably in middle school when that came out. They were just pumping that fucking Aerosmith song too much. 
It's the same as I've never seen Titanic, <laughs> and I never fucking will because of that fucking Celine Dion song was so pumped on fucking MTV. Your That's heart won't go rock. on. Your uh, heart won't go on, Scott. My heart will not go on. Uh, as much as I love Billy Zane, I'm not watching that fucking movie. Okay, so you know, in other words, you don't want to miss a thing, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. I mean, so yeah, him. I mean, we're di- we're gonna do a Michael Bay. So this is different. This is going to be different because this is like a big blockbuster. This is going to be really weird for me. I know a lot about Armageddon, like so much about it. And same with Titanic. I, I knew how it was going to end. I don't know how Armageddon ends. Oh, shit. Armageddon has Will Patton in it. Will Patton connection. Awesome. Will, Will Patton, Patton connection. Yeah. Um, It's got Steve Buscemi. It's got Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, Who else is in there? Oh, the Russian guy who's the Russian guy and everything. Right. And we do run the risk of saying things other people have said about Armageddon on podcasts, I'm sure. I kind of like that we picked this and I like that you, I mean, this is going to, this is different. This is our, this is like a blockbuster movie from the late nineties. Yeah. Michael Bay and his heyday. Yeah, it's going to be weird, too, because I think when this when Armageddon came out, I did not like Ben Affleck at all. Yeah. And uh, a lot of that has to do with fucking Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Okay. I think so Goodwill Hunting think is I've a heard... good movie. It's a good movie with good performances. I think that the writing of the movie is kind of like uh, patting yourself on the back. Yeah. Like he's like, he's a janitor. Can but, I say basic? But he's a genius. Does basic as basic as basic is, does that sum it up? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, a basic ass It's movie. a masturbation fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In Baston. Armageddon. <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.